Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. WILK News Radio. Great, good morning. We're back for our second hour. Bob Cordaro with you on the eponymous show. And I'm watching these hearings. And someone had texted in. Bob, you won't have to wait till the evening news to find out how the idiots will spin the whistleblower hearings. Some purple-haired clown is saying it's the GOP trying to legitimize January 6th. Wow. Uh, and, and I saw this, and she's questioning uh, the patriotism of one of the whistleblowers, a guy named Allen. He served two tours in Iraq. He's a combat veteran. You want to talk about upside down? Some left-wing lunatic who supports reparations, $14 trillion of them, by the way, and votes for every lunacy that the Democrat Party foists upon us, is questioning the patriotism of an Iraqi war vet. This is unbelievable. I got to tell you, it's so disturbing. Now, uh, I just want to mention it. It is Ascension Thursday where we celebrate Christ returning to heaven after his time on earth, after his resurrection from the dead. I read, and just if, if you're Christian at all, even if you're not religious, if you're interested in the Bible, the uh, a Bishop Robert Barron, and they send them to me every morning, so I read them pretty much every day, the, the readings for the day that the Catholic Church has chosen. Pretty good stuff. And speaking of pretty good stuff, the veterans we lost that we honor today, Dennis Kirshner of Hanover Township, James Driscoll of Wilkesbury, late of New Jersey, Richard Rober of Pittston, Martin Yatsko of Scranton. Jerry Gallagher of late of Newport, Rhode Island, born Scranton. Donald Matthews of Honesdale, born Carbondale. These are the veterans we're honoring today and that we pay tribute to throughout this program. And we also thank, on a, a different note, 
Pizza Bella Mountaintop. They are bringing you the show. They're the home of the zero-carb pizza crust. It's available at Pizza Bella Mountaintop only, Route 309 and Mountaintop. Just tell them I sent you. Try the zero-carb. Let, let me know what you think. And same thing with our hourly sponsors, Dunmore Lumber Company, 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore. You don't park in acres of cars. You pull up, you get what you want, you pay the same price or better, unless it's a loss leader for the day at the big box. But either way, you make out the same or better. And you support a local business, Dunmore Lumber. And then if you want to golf in this beautiful weather, the best bargain in, in local golf, go to Mount Cobb, Marjan Golf Course. You're going to love it. The Perrys run it tip-top, and the food's great. Can't wait to get up there this weekend. Uh, <laughs> somebody says, hey, Bob, I think it's time to hear Putin singing Blueberry Hill. Johnny, it just might be, Johnny. The Putin Blueberry Hill, LTS back at you. Now, we've got to go to the phones because I, I, we've got a couple callers I want to speak to. And our most patient caller has been Andrew from New Jersey. Hey, Andrew. Andrew, are you with us? Yes, Bob. Sorry. I'll take you off speaker, and uh, and then I'll be sounding much better. just want to say uh, with uh, defunding, <clears throat> Congress could do. That's how basically the Vietnam War was stopped. Congress defunded. And I think with Biden's Hunter's taxes, I always saw that as just a smokescreen so they don't have to investigate the big corruption things and he'll, he'll get a fine and back tax, you know, pay back taxes. I just don't know how these people justify these things. They took an oath. The, the leaders of the FBI took an oath and they're breaking that oath. That's, that's the most solemn oath you could undertake for the power you're being given as either a, a federal agent of some sort, but a G-man, whether you're IRS or FBI. I'm, I'm astonished by it. Me too. And just want to say with Fetterman, why he's wrong about the banks for two reasons. Well, two situations. More recently, the Silicon Valley. You can figure Valley. out how he's wrong from what he said? I had no, idea. I had no idea what he was talking about. Just the banks Work in requirements for bankers. Hmm. <laughs> what in God's name is this idiot talking about? He should the, just um, shut up. The Silicon ba- Valley ones that re- recently failed, those were woke, where they yeah. invested in uh, Black Lives Matter or, you know, Antifa or some like Solyndra thing. So they operated according to leftist policy and gave money to leftist causes. And then they failed. It would just be Same like thing with Signature in New York. Same yeah. thing. And in the historic, back in 08, a lot of those banks, Obama, like, took credit as the savior. I'm going to bail the economy when I'm president. But he supported the Fannie and Freddie subprime loans that was uh, started under Jimmy Carter, but it wasn't funded until Bill Clinton, really. So then those banks crashed. And people would say, like, well, what what about Bush? But they were in the minority, the Republicans in the second term. No, but Bush, so they did, voted. Bush President Bush, the second President Bush, he was behind right. this home ownership, and both parties pushed it. 
and but certain amount of certain people can't handle it. <laughs> but I, I think the second term, the Republican seventeen times put legislation to end or defund Fannie and Freddie, and the Democrats were in the majority, including Obama and Joe Biden, and they voted it down. And Obama was actually one of the funnelers of the Fannie and Freddie, our tax money to go through those loans, 18%, 80% went through the government. So it wasn't private loans. And they were finding banks saying, you're racist. If you don't support this, it's going to help black investors. But it did the opposite. Most of them defaulted. It ruined the credit, crashed the economy. So the Republicans then said, okay, we if you're not going to have People were actually getting 1% down on the House, and they said, we want to stop that, and the Democrats voted it down, so then they came back with 3%. Can we at least have a 3%? And the Democrats, Obama, Biden, they voted the 3%. So the Republicans were regularly trying to end it in the second term, but they were in the minority, and then somehow, like Ronald Reagan always says, the government causes the problem, then they come in as the savior, as the solution. Always so the it was a shocking, you know, that Always people were ignorant. Yep. Well, Andrew, something's got to be done about the FBI. Something's got to be done about the IRS. And uh, these hearings are going to bring uh, show why to even people who were willfully blind. And I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a break. Bob Kadaro with you. W-I-L-K will be back. I love when he changes octaves there. The animals recorded House of the Rising Sun in one take at Delane Lea Studios in London. This date, 1964. An awesome song. And in 1973, you might call it the beginning of the end, Harvard Law Professor Archibald Cox, pointy-headed Ivy Leaguer, as Nixon would call him, is appointed Watergate Special Prosecutor by U.S. Attorney General Elliot Richardson. And Nixon was hated not not anywhere near the intensity or with the weaponization uh, that they did against Trump, but uh, he was in the same, it was the same category. By the way, I'm sitting here and I'm behaving myself just about, a well, maybe an hour ago. And Bobby Adcroft, whose family owns uh, Krispy Kreme, comes in and says, what donut do you want? And I mean, my response in my head was, well, which donut do I not want? So I know Cutie's not listening because she's working uh, very hard today. So I can admit that I had the, uh, the frosted with the chocolate uh, on top. Oh, my God, they're so good. Because there were no raspberry or lemon filled. So thank you, Bobby Adcroft, and of course we love our Krispy Kreme. Can't can't do without it. Uh, yeah, watching people like Debbie Wasserman Schultz attacking the IRS agents. I mean, shouldn't you be saying, "Well, explain it to me. How were you attacked?" You could even ask, "Well, what's your evidence that you were?" are being retaliated against. No, they're attacking these agents personally. It's disgusting. You don't want to know what's going on with your government? <sighs> All right, so so the Penn State alumni, 
they've got a dinner coming up. And our friend Ted, Ted Zach's been involved in this forever. And he's on with us now to tell us a little about it. Ted Zayak, welcome. The Penn State Alumni Association ready for action and another great event. Absolutely, Robert. Thank you. Decibel, I'm up here in Blakely, and the decibel level has risen a little bit in the neighborhood I'm in listening to your show. <laughs> I know. We better. I said we got to get one of those noise meters for the show. <laughs> yes. So far, so good. But thanks for putting us on. But again, yeah, we're representing the uh, the Scranton chapter of the Alumni Association. We're back to having our annual dinner, which we lost a few because of the pandemic, et cetera. Uh, and we're back uh, on Thursday, June 8th at uh, Fiorelli's. So, so that's um, coming up. That's, that's right away. Well, yeah. Fiorelli's, you know the food's going to be good. That's number one. Yeah. Yeah, and we've been there. And as you know, in the past, we've had, uh, you know, We've had uh, Coach Paterno, we've had Coach O'Brien, we've had Coach Franklin, and uh, so we've got uh, quite a legacy of some interesting dinners. And uh, I met Joe Pot at the dinner the one year, and uh, Wayne's my my old college uh, classmate Wayne Sebastianelli introduced me to him, and I got oh, to yeah. hang around him a little bit. That dinner is that dinner is always uh, it's fun. And the, the Penn State alumni just love being with each other and, and you know, talking about Penn State and being part of the action. It, it really has a great, exciting buzz every year. Absolutely. You're right. Yeah, and I hope you'll be able to join us. We're going to have, and again, those listening uh, to WILK would know who Steve Jones is, who's one of our features, oh, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah, as well as the new head coach, uh, Mike Rhodes, who was just appointed uh, basketball coach. Neat. And and so yeah. Jones is going to, uh, just to hear his voice when he's not announcing would be nice. Yeah, right. Good. <laughs> and, and this year's Toastmaster is the Democratic nominee for county commissioner, Mr. Matt McGloin, who's done well for himself in the county <laughs> in the state. <laughs> I was, uh, Ted, when I saw it, uh, Brother Steve showed it to me, or Steve showed it to me, and I said, uh, hey, they should move this up before the primary, so McGloin. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't need it, obviously, but uh, the Penn State State alumni were probably out there voting. Yeah, right. Uh, So, again, I don't know how much time you have with us, but, listen, I have a a guest with me, another member of the uh, Penn State Alumni Society board, uh, Dr. Mike Zenick, a graduate of Penn State and a faculty member of Penn State, who's going to talk about really the focus of our dinner and what what the uh, associations are doing. Let's do it. Let's do it, Ted. Dr. Hey. Zenick. Hey, thank you, Robert, for having us. Uh, this year, we're remembering Dr. Stephen Weisberger. Uh, many Penn Staters in the area and throughout the state know Doc Weisberger. Uh, Doc was one of the founding members of our organization. Doc's main drive was to generate scholarship money for our incoming students and our returning students. Uh, Doc had his dental practice in Taylor, but his name was far and wide. He was a good, good friend of all of us in our organization, a good friend of the Scran campus, and a, all in all, a good friend of Penn State. I'll tell you, it is uh, – Doc Weisberger, is, he's a legend. He really is – and he did so much for so many people, including uh, Penn State uh, students. Uh, that is a what a great person to honor. Uh, I think that makes the dinner even more special. 
No, you Well, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, people far and wide who remember, Doc, you know, we're urging them to come to the dinner because uh, while we all have stories just like you do about Doc, you know Steve Jones has stories from 45 years ago about Doc Weisberger that he'll be sharing with us that night. That's great. I, I love that you have Steve Jones I, even more than the coach. <laughs> and he can say more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. And the one thing we have with uh, Mike Rhodes is he's uh, um, a Mahanoy City, I believe he hails from. So we've oh, got neat. some, uh, yeah, cold country blood. So, um, again, if anybody wants, it, would like to uh, attend the dinner, which we'd love, just go to uh, psuscranton.org. And uh, we have the, the poster that we're reading from and all the information, the contact information, um, Thursday, June the 8th, you know, at Fiorelli's. And uh, we expect to have a good time. It's our return to our dinner. And those who know Mike signal can reach him. Uh, his phone number's on the site. I won't read it, I don't think. Nobody's got their pens and papers out. But uh, it's at psuscranton.org. And, uh, Bob, I hope uh, you'll be able to join us. Well, I love that Mike Rosigno is still involved. I, I love seeing him in the pictures every year. I really did. Yes, oh, yeah, he takes a great picture, Mike. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> he has a great voice for radio. <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you so much. And don't hesitate to call again just to remind the audience. Absolutely. About this uh, this great event, and Matt McGloin as the uh, Toastmaster is a great choice as well. It, it's, it's not often you get an NFL player uh, and Penn State alumni uh, alumnus uh, who to uh, do that play that role. That's that's great stuff. Yeah, no, we we're, we're hoping for a big uh, return back to the uh, limelight with our dinner, and uh, yeah, this should be a great night. And I appreciate the time and. Uh, you know, uh, we turned our, our uh, volume down a little here, but we'll turn it back. <laughs> Listen, Ted, call again. No, let's let's remind the, everybody about it, or have uh, Matt call in. What, which, whatever you'd like, and uh, we'll we'll make sure to publicize this great event. I appreciate psuscranton.org, and uh, thanks, Mike Senek. Uh, thank you, Bob, for having us on. All right, Mike. Thank you both, gentlemen, and we'll talk to you again. All right, thank you. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll do the weather and then uh, we'll get back into the volume control. <laughs> we'll be back on the Bob Cadaro Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. That is Putin. 
<laughs> by popular request. Yeah, you know, and it is perfect. I'm so happy uh, one of you uh, reminded me. When things are so insane that we can't make sense of any of it, it's time for Putin. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I have this theory, and I've been advocating it since I was in college, so for probably 50 years. I would love to have something called the slapper. Okay, and this would be a bunch of people who are appointed just to slap people in the face when they got goofy. I mean, it would work on the squad members. Just give them a good slap when they start talking about $14 trillion in reparations or pursuing socialism. Bernie'd get slapped over and over, AOC. But more important, well, as importantly, could you, how would Hitler ever rise to power if he just kept getting slapped in the face? I mean, he's up there giving, I, 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 and he got slapped in the face publicly. The slapper could have just kept, nobody, they'd be laughing at him. Putin the same. Xi Jinping, he'd be slapped repeatedly. And Joe Biden would have been slapped silly. We would have never had Joe Biden. Well, actually, he continually made an ass of himself and somehow became president. Uh, yes, Donald Trump would be slapped too. But it's it's when he said it's a it's a perfect call or this one he'd get slapped. But we really do need the slapper. It would be a big help. It, it would it would change history. It truly would. Uh, so the, the Penn State dinner June eighth. I'm telling you, it, it has. Um, I'm not a Penn State alumni, but it has a special something about it. When all the Penn Staters get together, and I was a Jopa fan, became one. As I as I kept meeting him, I became more and more and more of a fan before they screwed him. But, uh, yeah, it's a special dinner if you could go, go. And Dr. Weisberger was a good man. All right, Ray from Pittston on the debt ceiling. Hi, Ray. Hi, Bob. I got two questions. Not putting you on the spot, but I really need your input on this. Put me on the spot. Here we go. They're saying Social Security in 10 years is going to go broke. Correct. Yeah, with this debt ceiling crisis right now, there's a chance if it doesn't go through that you're not going to get a check. Well, if that's solvent for yeah, 10 there, years. There is not, by the way. It's a separate fund, which is self-funded right now. It, it have nothing to do with the debt ceiling. So if they're telling exactly. them, yeah, anybody who's telling you that is lying. Well, no, they're saying that if this wasn't solved, that it's possible seniors wouldn't get their checks for a few weeks because I've been watching this on different news channels. Only if they intentionally do it to score political points. It is a completely different fund. You you pay your, your FICA, you pay your taxes for Social Security each paycheck, and they will be continue to be collected, and they're intended to be distributed to Social Security recipients. So there's there, there'll be no interruption there. And it'll only be intentional by the Biden administration if it were to happen. Okay. With all these illegals coming in, where is the money get pulled for that? 
<laughs> they're they're pulling it out of thin air. They're printing it. They're literally just printing it, and it's it's a remarkable thing that they have they have money in the budget. And by the way, on the debt ceiling, probably one of the most important things. A congressman named Byron Donalds out of Florida. He pointed out when they passed with a number of Republicans going along with it, that $1.8 trillion omnibus fiasco at the end of last year, they had the votes in Congress. They could have increased the debt limit then. They knew they had to, but they didn't because they wanted an issue. It's all so phony, it's a disgrace. The debt limit could have been increased last year, or even the beginning of this year when the Democrats were in control. But they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to do it, Ray. They wanted to scare people, lying about Social Security, lying about Medicare, which have their own funding source, lying about how we're going to default. No, only if Biden chooses to do so. That's the critical point. And they chose not to increase the dead limit when they had the votes, when they were throwing another $1.8 trillion on the fire. They refused to do it. No, it, this, this is all phony politics. And once again, the left-wing lunatics are lying to the American public and getting away with it. Oh, I hear that. I, I yeah. watched the national news at night, different sources. Oh. And I got one other, one other thing that I want to see come out of ballot in 2024. I just saw how many people that can't afford to pay their co-pays on insurance anymore. Nothing against the welfare people and these people coming over illegal that are getting free insurance. But I don't think the working man that pays for his insurance should be paying any kind of co-pay when they can go to better doctors than I can and I got to pick from my plan. That's discriminating in my yeah. world. Yeah. That is discriminating. Well, they can just go where they want to. Co-pay. Ray, they but have more rights than Americans. Non-citizens yeah. have more rights than Americans. There's not even a doubt about it because Americans can vote against and and raise their voices against these people. The illegals, they think, will raise their voices with these people, vote illegally with these people, and th- that's all to the good. And they, they do want to destroy the sovereignty of the United States. They do. Oh, yeah, I can see that coming. I don't really think it's too far away. I told you this once before. I see it like a Mad Max movie. It's just going to go ballistic. Right. I, 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 hey, you're, if, if you're <laughs> on the border, it is a Mad Max movie. It is dystopia. <laughs> Scary stuff. If you're, I'm looking at the Roosevelt Hotel I used to stay at in Manhattan. That's going to be hosting illegal immigrants. And I'm thinking to myself, are we kidding Oh, unreal. Yeah, even the people at the schools. I don't want to tie up any longer. So that are they going to use the gymnasiums? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a shareholder. I pay school taxes. So basically, I do own that school. Yeah. And I should have a say to say, no, gymnasium. Because I'm a shareholder, and I, I, I do own part of that school. And so don't you and a lot of other people that should have say on that. Because what are they going to do in three months when the kids have to go back to school and they're still there? And, and, and will that not represent a clear and present danger to the children? And that's why these parents are marching, and they've they've had enough. And look at these idiots, these left wing regressives. 
can only peddle their lies for so long. And I, I'm hoping and praying we've reached that point. I, I hear you. I right. hear you. Well, Ray, a well, pleasure you as time. always. Love your show. I always listen to Teddy when I'm out jogging. I got it. Listen to Teddy on the iPhone. Well, I'll probably you again soon. <laughs> it probably makes you run a little faster when you get worked up, right, Ray? <laughs> yeah, it gets your heart revs up. Doctor said that's a good thing. <laughs> All right, my All right, friend. Bob, you take, you care. take care. All right, we'll take a break and be back on the Bob Cordaro show. Do some of you remember? 43 years ago today, 1980, Mount St. Helens volcano in Washington State exploded, leaving 57 people dead or missing. Now, I bring, I pick this for our history moments today because it brings to the surface what little our scientists know and how inexact science is. Everyone caught by Total surprise by that eruption, number one. The same with earthquakes. Now, these are the same people predicting what the climate's going to be doing in 20 years and why it's going to be doing it, which is mostly raising sea levels so that some pricey real estate gets water on it. But they don't know when a volcano is going to explode. They don't know when an earthquake or earthquake is going to occur. But they'll tell you with certainty about things they know very little about, which includes the climate. Just an interesting point that came to mind. And speaking of, Mark is calling from Edwardsville uh, regarding record temperatures this morning. Hi, Mark. Hey, Bob. Good to talk to you again. Yes. Uh, where to start here? Uh, got a lot to discuss with you. I've been sharing some graphs and things with you over the last month on your Facebook page. I'm gonna I haven't been good with Facebook. I haven't been good with Facebook lately, so I apologize. Well, that's all right. If you want to go back and look at these graphs, they're there for you to see. But what I'm going to talk about here, that I'm going to focus on U.S. temperatures, and I'm going to touch on the volcanoes because... People may not be aware of this. The IPCC, which is the International Panel on Climate Change, uh, is forecasting catastrophic climate change in the coming decade. I have a problem with that forecast because in the last month, we've discovered 19,000 previously unknown underwater volcanoes. Yep. That tells me they don't have all the data to make that prediction. So I've now I have a serious issue with policies being made based on these predictions because they simply don't have all the data. Well, Mark, you were the one who pointed out. You were the one who pointed out to us that these underwater volcanoes are the primary reason behind warming uh, ocean temperatures, and they're being completely ignored. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, we're going to see El Nino develop here over the coming months, which is going to dramatically warm the Pacific Ocean temperatures. And I'm sure the mainstream media will be all over the warming ocean temperatures. What they're not talking about is the cold temperatures. This morning, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Airport set an all-time record cold temperature for May 18th. 
30 degrees Fahrenheit, broke the previous record cold for this date set in 1983 at 32 Fahrenheit. Now, why do I go back to the 1980s? Well, you mentioned the Mount St. Helens eruption. It's possible that the stratospheric aerosols released by that eruption would have cooled global temperatures during the 1980s. As a matter of fact, the, the lowest global temperature ever recorded on the average global temperature was in January of 1979. The warmest global temperature, when do you think, Bob, when do you think the warmest global temperature was recorded? No idea. If you had to go on recent news. <laughs> oh, you would, would say you, to, you would say uh, two days ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would certainly think that it was after 1979, right? Yep. Well, it wasn't. It was in July 1936. <laughs> the global temperatures were never warmer than they were in the 1930s. Since then, global temperatures have actually come down. And as a matter of fact, for the United States specifically, not the globe as a whole, but the United States specifically, the average temperature for the United States has pretty much remained more or less the same since 1895, where the average temperature in the U.S. was about 52 degrees Fahrenheit. In 2023, the average temperature for the United States is still about 53 degrees Fahrenheit. In fact, it's actually a little bit lower than that. Since 2005, there has been no warming measured in the United States. Since 2005, Mark, the I wanted you to do me a favor. Mark, I want I want you to do me a favor. I've got to go to the news. Can you hold and come back with me to continue the discussion? Absolutely. All right. Hold on for just a couple minutes. Let's go to Paula Degnan. Uh, yeah, this is th- th- this ignorance, willful ignorance of science bothers me to no end. And again, it's it's the evaders of truth, fact, and reality. That's who this fight is against. We'll be back after the news. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 